Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba da ba ba ba. With five seconds, he's going to throw it. Howard leaps. He has it. Touchdown, Carolina. Back from the dead to tie the game with two seconds to go. Snap back, spot down. The kick is cleanly away. It is good. And it's <laughs> with yes, a 54-yard field goal. And how about them Tar Heels? They do it. Here's Kupak. Gives off to Amos. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's Jordan back to kick. It's blocked again. Picked up. It'll be a touchdown, Carolina, for Bracey Walker. He blocks his second punt and scores his second touchdown of the season. It's 14 to 13. Mr. Jordan meet Mr. Walker. Bernard fields it at the 26. Heading to the far side. Gio at the 35. Gio, he's at the 50. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Gio, he's going to take it for a touchdown. This is the Heel Tough Blog Podcast on Spreaker.com. All right, hey guys, welcome into this edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. It's Anthony Pegnata here with you on a Tuesday before the kickoff of the 2019 season. And so, we got to welcome in our friend and the voice of the Tar Heels on the Tar Heels Sports Network, Jones Angel. And first, Jones, I, I think I speak for everyone when we wish uh, head coach Mac Brown a happy birthday, 68 years old. And Jones, you know, we never really got your opinion on, you know, what you think of, of the Mac Brown hire. But, you know, it seems like just these first few months and just listening to him last night, he definitely has the energy to get this done, even at the age of 68. Would you not agree? Yeah, he said last night, Anthony, and first of all, thanks for having me on as always, man. And he said uh, last night, 68 is the new 48, and that he felt younger now than he did, you know, five or six years ago when, when he got out of coaching originally. Um, and, yeah, as far as my thoughts on, on the Mac Brown hire, I, I think it's it's just it was the right fit at the right time. Um, Mac Brown is really good at a lot of things, and some of those things are exactly what the Tar Heels needed uh, right now. And and that is uh, to boost recruiting, particularly in the state of North Carolina, to rebuild some relationships, uh, I think, with the fan base, with high school coaches, um, with a lot of the constituents uh, of Tar Heel football, and and to to instill some discipline and and to really improve the way that the program was was run in total. And so, you know, Mac Brown is is really good at all those things, in in addition to being a really good football coach. And so um, it, it just was the right 
fit at the right time. And and I certainly think that you can feel the excitement, not just in, in Coach Brown, but, but in the staff and in the players and in the fan base. And I think everybody's just excited to get going. That doesn't guarantee that the Tar Heels are going to be successful this year or that they're going to win on Saturday against South Carolina. But I, I do think Carolina feels like it is moving in the right direction. And, and the man that is leading that direction is, is Max Brown. Well, let me ask you another kind of big picture question from your perspective i mean you've been the voice of the tar heels for a a significant amount of time now here's the thing though you know when it comes to this season this seems like one of the most tight seasons in a very long time do you get that sense as well that it is one of the it's going to be one of those exciting seasons in chapel hill no matter the results well, I think people are just excited that Mac Brown is back, and I think they're just excited for Carolina football. And I, and I think Tar Heel football fans get such a bad rap that they don't care about football or that they don't, you know, whatever the, the Tar Heels do, they're just waiting for basketball to get started. I think that is really unfair. Um, Carolina fans want to be good in football. They, they want to have a successful program. Um, but the Tar Heels, uh, unfortunately, just haven't been able to consistently give them that that winner, that, that uh, ACC division and conference contender um, every single year. Carolina's had some moments of greatness in its history uh, as far as football is concerned. But where the Tar Heels have struggled is they haven't been able to sustain that for a long period of time. There's been a year or two years uh, where they've been really, really good, but they haven't been able to keep that going. And so um, I think that's why people are excited is that they know, because they have firsthand experience, if they're old enough, uh, that Mac Brown is somebody that that can build a program that can't that won't just be successful in the short term, but that can really sustain that success. And so um, this season is that first step. It's the first step on a journey for for Carolina football uh, under Mac Brown 2.0. And so I think everybody is fired up for that first step, and certainly hoping for a successful one. Well, the beginning of that first step, if you will, starts on Saturday. It's in. Uh, a place that we're relatively familiar with, especially against South Carolina and Bank of America Stadium. So, you know, when you look at that game, one of the names that came up a lot is Javon Kinlaw. And, again, we saw some movement on the offensive line for Carolina, again, in the first depth chart that was released. So that's an area to me that I look at, and it concerns me a little bit, is Matt Brown feeling maybe a little more confident than I am at the moment, or is that an area that (laughs) Toriel fans should be a little concerned about heading into Saturday's matchup? No, I think anybody playing South Carolina this year is going to be concerned about Javon Kinlaw because he's a, a big-time player. I mean, he's an early-round talent in the NFL draft. He's uh, you know six-six, well over three hundred pounds, uh, senior. So I mean, he's a veteran guy who has incredible size and so uh, and talent. And so when you put all those things together, he he's going to be a disruptor and a problem uh, for anybody that plays the Gamecocks this year, particularly when you have such a great defensive mind like Will Muschamp leading the charge there for the Gamecocks, and unfortunately for the Tar Heels, it, it just matches up the, the wrong way. You know, the, the one area on that offensive line right now that's still in flux is, is in the middle of it. And so, you know, Nick Polino, who's played guard uh, his entire Carolina career, is listed as the starter at the center spot. Um, and they've moved Marcus McKeithen, who's primarily been a tackle uh, during his time at Carolina, moved him to the right guard position. So you have uh, some guys. Now, Polino's a senior, and he's 
played a lot of football, but new to that position. And so you have uh, some newness in the center of that offensive line. And so when you consider that, along with the fact that uh, one of, if not the best player on South Carolina's team is going to be directly across from them on that line of scrimmage, you know, that's something that's concerning. And I think, I, I can't remember if it was Coach Brown or, or Phil Longo, Carolina's offensive coordinator this week, you know, they talked about Kinlaw being a, a, a game plan changer, that he's somebody that you, you have to really be aware of, that you almost have to scheme against because he's just so talented that he can blow up what you're trying to do uh, just because he's that good. And so the Tar Heels are going to be aware of him for sure. Um, they understand that that's an area that they'll need to counter against, and hopefully they, they're able to do that coming up on Saturday. Sam Howell is going to start uh, for the first. They'll be the first true freshman to start for Carolina in program history against South Carolina. What is the game plan to try to keep him from really having a poor start to his career? Because we've seen some of these true freshmen come out and really get off to poor starts, and they're really never able to get it back on track. How do you think that Phil Longo and Mac Brown are going to try to manage that? Yeah, and just to clarify that stat, so he's going to be the first true freshman to start at quarterback on the opening game. You know, Carolina's had true freshmen obviously started other positions, and, and they've had right. true freshmen uh, start at quarterback uh, during the season. In fact, that happened just last year when Kate Fortin started a couple of times for the Tar Heels, but never in the season opener. So uh, uncharted territory in that regard for, for the Tar Heels at that position. And, and I don't know, Anthony, if I have a real unique answer for you. I, I think that Carolina is going to try to uh, get Sam Howell some confidence early on, You know, run the football effectively. I think Carolina's best position in fact, the coaches have said it publicly. Their, their best position group, not just on offense but on the team, is the running backs. And, and when you have guys like Javante Williams and Antonio Williams and Michael Carter who are proven players at that position, um, you're going to try to get them the ball. And so I would expect them to get the ball early, both in the traditional run game and in some swing passes along the edge, things like that. Um, I think you're going to try to make sure Sam Howell has some safe passes early to, to just kind of like making a layup in basketball, just see the ball go in early, right? You, you want to see a couple completions early uh, right. to just get him comfortable and, and build his confidence. But having said all of that, I don't think you really know. You, 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 you can't know how Sam Howell is going to react because he's never done it before. He's never had the chance to do it before. And so you know what he did in high school, and, and you know how hard a worker he is, and you know the attitude that he has. And so all of those things lead you to believe that he's going to be able to handle that situation, but you just don't know until it happens. And so, and he'll be better in game two than he is in game one. He'll be better in game seven than he is in game two. Uh, but that is a process. And so, um, how he will react, I still uh, think is a little bit of an unknown, but, but we'll all learn the answer to that coming up on Saturday afternoon. And so, uh, you know, when you look on the defensive side, we've heard so much this offseason. The scheme change, a lot of the guys have progressed really well. This defense is definitely going to look different. I think they're going to put a little more pressure on the quarterback through exotic blitzes. Against a team like South Carolina, who is a relatively veteran team and is going to have some playmakers, including the Clemson transfer, Tavian Feaster, who's going to play in the game, you know, what is what would you consider a step in the right direction in the first game for Carolina's defense? Oh, gosh, that's a, that's a good question. You know, I, I think Carolina's defense has been really impressive during 
this training camp. And you never know when you're going against each other all the time, you know, is that good for the defense or not as good for the offense or a little bit of both? Or uh, you, you don't really know until you start going against somebody else. But I will say this, yeah, Carolina's defense has been aggressive. It's been moving around quickly, and it looks like a very confident group. And, you know, between the two areas for the Tar Heels, offense, defense, there is more experience on that defensive side. And I think, you know, there's some good football players on that side. They don't have – Carolina would like some more of them, but they're not super deep on that side right now. Um, but there's some good older football players that I think are hungry for success. You know, Carolina has not been a very good defensive team, quite honestly, in the last six or seven years. And with a couple of exceptions, you know, they had a, a decent season or two in there. Um, but for the most most part, you know, Carolina has been a program and a school that, that has had some very good individual defensive players and, and some really good defensive units, and when they've been their best, they've been good on that side of the ball. That that just hasn't been there in the last several seasons, and so you know, the Heels feel like they have some good players, they have a good scheme, they have an aggressive scheme, as you mentioned, and, and I think they have some competent guys right now. I think it'd be a really big benefit uh, for this defense to just uh, you know, have a couple negative plays, get a couple turnovers get that uh, keep that confidence high uh, coming out of this game because it, it feels good right now for them and, and it will be great for them to continue to take some steps forward after this first week all right Jones last question and then we'll let you go what is your one key for this game for Carolina if they want to pull off the I would say mild upset against South Carolina you know I think it's minimized mistakes uh, Carolina just isn't in a place right now, talent and depth-wise, that they can go out against really just about anybody on their schedule uh, and play a sloppy game and, and win. And I don't mean that in some kind of cutting way against the Tar Heels. Carolina has the, the potential to be a very good team this year. Uh, I think they have the potential to be a bowl team this year to, to really take some steps forward. But they just aren't in a place where they can turn it over three or four times and commit ten penalties. And, and expect to win a game, particularly against a, a team like South Carolina. And so, um, if the, and that's hard in week one, Anthony. It's really hard to, to go out there and, and those numbers that I gave you in this example were big, but it's, it's hard to go out there and play a clean game in week one just because it's the first time in so long that you've been against somebody else in live competition. So, if they can minimize mistakes, keep the turnovers down, keep uh, the penalties down, keep, keep the silly mistakes out of the way uh, and give themselves the best chance to win, if they can do that, uh, then I think that's going to be a, a really big positive for them. All right, Jones. So it starts on Saturday, 3.30. Um, when does your guys' coverage start, though, if Carolina fans want to listen to the radio coverage? Because we know that you and uh, Brian Simmons do a fantastic job. Sure. Thanks, Anthony. Yeah, we start full network-wide at 2.30, so an hour before kick. We also have some select stations uh, that will begin coverage. Dave Nathan and Deems May handle that uh, first hour from 1.30 to 2.30. That's on a couple of select stations, primarily in the Triangle area. And, and then full network-wide on our 40-plus uh, stations for Carolina football and online and through the TuneIn app and everywhere else. Um, we'll start at 2.30 and, and get you ready for that 3.30 kick between the heels and the Gamecocks. All right. Thank you so much, Jones. We love having you on. We love that we can call you a friend of the podcast, and uh, we look forward to it. It should be a very exciting game against South Carolina and a very exciting 2019 season as the Tar Heels enter the second Mac Brown tenure. Yeah, looking forward to it, Anthony. Thanks for the time, and uh, look forward to talking with you again here uh, through the season. All right. Thank you, Jones. You have a great day. You too, man.